Welcome to the Music Talk podcast with me, Graham Farmer. In this series of conversations, I interview some of the biggest artists, DJs, and producers in the world. I hope you enjoy this series. Let's get into it. Hey, always oh, pixely. Hey, dude. Hello, Graham. What's up? How are you? Thank you so much for joining all me this good. afternoon. All good, all good. The pleasure is mine. Thank you for having me. For those that don't know who you are, I thought we'd just kind of start about if you could just introduce yourself to and tell us your story. Cause I, like I've been told, like it's mental where you kind of started and how you got to where you are now is, uh, it's, a, yeah, it's an yeah. interesting story. Actually I'm Brazilian born. I was born in Sao Paulo in Brazil and I was raised there. And mm-hmm. um, until uh, a point that um, my mom married a Turkish guy she met uh, and then they were like together for some years and stuff. And then she was like, boom, we're moving to Turkey. And that's how actually I came. And I'm based now in Turkey for like 18 years or so. So, Whereabouts in Turkey are you? I'm in Ankara, in the capital. And it yep. has been, actually, it's, it's going to be like 19 years uh, that I'm here right now. No way. So that's, that's how it happened. Like I studied here, speaking fluent Turkish already. And... Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I ended up in this part of the world. How was that? Like moving? Uh, what? How old were you when you moved? I was like eight, I, I believe. Yeah, seven or eight. So it was like uh, pretty intense in the beginning. Uh, yeah, it was like hard to uh, comprehend the like moving and uh, not knowing how far Turkey is by the time. Yeah, like uh, yeah. And um, when I came here, it was like a bit tough in the beginning, I believe, but. Uh, after that, I really got uh, happy, and now like the person that she married is my father, and I love him. So like everything worked out pretty well for me, actually. That's sick. I've been to Turkey yeah. a couple of times. I've been. To, I went to Turkey. We used to go to Turkey when we were kids, like like in the nineties, and 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 the and the 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 currency then wasn't the wasn't the because you're on the euro, aren't you still? No, no, no. It's a uh, Turkish liras. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, so we were Turkish lira yeah, then yeah. as well, and and you just got millions of Turkish lira when we were in the nineties for 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 the pound. <laughs> yeah, and we yeah. were like we like we were like we got there. We had this big stack of cash, and we were like, woohoo, let's go! Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like then they throw the, the zeros off. Now it's like more closer to to what you get used to, you know, when you come here. But yeah, but yeah. back then it was like a lot, a lot of money. I mean, it, it was it was really tough, but um, actually, I started talk uh, speaking Turkish in six months. Like I was here, like with eight, and in six months, I was already speaking fluent Turkish. So, it, like, it was like that, like easy. Was that because everyone around you was speaking Turkish, or was it just like a- yeah, exactly? I had to adopt myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, like, imagine like a young kid from Brazil just speaking Portuguese. And by the time, like my my parents were speaking in English, so it was like uh, I had to adapt, uh, like adapt to the environment, and you know, uh, just go with the flow. So now you're speaking Portuguese, Turkish, and English. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and dude, fluid, dude. like uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, that. Dude, you can't just for that dude. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's mental. Like I struggle with what I struggle with English sometimes. Christ. So let's talk about let's talk let's talk music. Um, tell us how you got into production. I mean, um, that's a, a crazy story too because my my actually my uncle is a DJ and producer. And yeah. when I was living in Brazil, um, he, we were living in the same room with him, like my mom, my aunt, my uncle, and me. 
And um, basically, because he was the like the man, uh, he had a, like a separator. I don't know what you call like to separate the rooms from the girls, you know. Yeah, and, yeah um, divide, he like has a divider. He, yeah, divider. Yeah, and he had his own studio there where he was producing in Ableton and also playing vinyl and everything. And also, we, he was doing like some crazy parties uh, under our house with his <laughs> friends. Uh, so it was not my choice to not get into electronic music, you know and. Uh, he is the first influence that I got like to into electronic music. So uh, basically I started with that, you know, learning how to DJ and I was like watching him at nights to produce on Ableton. Like I was going to sleep before school. I remember like with my mom and I would hear his earphone just playing techno tracks and deep house <laughs> and everything, you know. So <laughs> it was like uh, really in my life by like back, the, back at the day, you know. And then, and that's mental. I love that though. And I started, and I took it from there. Like I started um, messing around in Ableton when I was like 10 or 11. Like, mm. And that's actually how I got into producing music and into like mixing uh, vinyl and everything. Like. And, and then since then, you've been signed on some big labels. You've been on Macy Plex's LM, you're now on True Soul, like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, my my path to the through the big labels were was actually like a lot of producing years. Like it took me like two, three, four years to get and signed by Elum um, and do my debut mm. onto electronic music because mm. like I wanted to make sure that I had the right sound for my own and I felt good about my sound. And mm. like, I wanted to wait the right moment and to like the right people to get me myself into. So it was like, um, really took me a long time to get in there. Was that your, was that the first one out? Was the first track out was on them? Was that, was that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, my, uh, out of rail EP. It was, uh, I signed in 2018 and it was out in 2019. So basically I'm just in like for wow. the, for the, yeah, yeah. Like, how did that connection happen? Like, how did you get that um, music to Mexico? Demos. Or what? Literally, really? Demos. Literally demos, yeah. Uh, I think I've been sending demos to them for like two years, three years in a row. Like, uh, it was crazy because I was like nonstop sending demos. And I got signed with demos. And like, people come to me like, how did you get signed? And I'm like, demos, you know, like, there is no other, uh, like, uh, thing that I can Just say about that. That's mad. So it's just standard email, just standards. Wow, that's really cool. I love that. Yeah. Like, so there you go. There I you go, gang. You can. There you go in the gang in the chat. You can still get signed to big labels just by sending those demos, hustling those emails. Yeah. I love that. Like, that was how I got in. Um, not anything else. Like no. Uh, like I know this. I know that. Like like basically just. Uh, I was driving my car one day, and then I received an email by heirloom that they want my track signed and that you know Maceo liked my EP and everything so uh, that's basically how the the road to uh, the electronic scene started like for as a producer you know how was that email like I know I know myself when you get emails from big big labels how was that email for you like I, you say you were you uh, say you were driving you say you were driving did you stop like what was what, what happened yeah yeah I mean, it was, uh, of course, like, this is not an example. Don't look at your phone when you're driving. <laughs> but uh, when, but uh, when the email came through, I was like, like, you know, I got to stop to read this, you know, I'm not going to drive anymore. 
but it was like a, a really, it was a, a moment that I felt that my hard work paid off, you know, because mm. I, I got into a point that I started to feel frustrated um, because I was not getting signed and or not getting attention from from the labels or so. And I got rejected many times, like many, many, many times. So it was like a relief for me. And um, it actually taught me to don't feel frustrated because no matter what, like how hard you work, someday is going to pay off. It's like the first thing that I thought was exactly this, not like, oh, I'm signing, my music is going to be out there and stuff like Basically, the first thing, it was like a relief and a self-confidence came, you know. That was the first thing that came in my mind, basically. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so and you, so there was a lot of rejection. How, how was that? How was that? Was it, was it tough, that rejection? Uh, yeah. Keep the, pa- was, keep the patience. Uh, I mean, yeah, always getting rejected is tough, you know, no matter... Like, I think everybody has that uh, feeling when they get rejected. But um, I think uh, it's important to love and uh, to continue on your on your path and don't think, don't overthink too much. You know, it, it really taught me this, like, don't overthink it and just going with the flow and knowing what you're doing and just basically enjoying your own music. I think it's the... It's the important part for me. And I believe that that is exactly how I, I signed with with them, you know. That's cool. And then the, and then the, so then the next one has now come out on True Soul. Yeah. Again, how's that? Like did you did you leverage the LM thing? Did you did you or was it again uh, just demos? I, you're gonna you're gonna hate me for it, but it was demos. <laughs> no man, I love you for it. Like honest to God, uh, like the amount of times I tell people to send, just send and send and send, I love you for it. Keeps, I mean, drills at home from um, since like I signed with uh, with Ellen back in the day like in 2018 and was released in 2019 and since then I was actually sending demos to True Soul and and Drum Code um, mm. and I was keeping just sending emails. Um, I never tried to like try to use a leverage or like put someone in the middle to get in contact or something like that. Like mm. um, so it was really natural and actually it was the fastest EP I ever signed because as crazy it sounds, I sent an email with uh, saying that like basically I've been uh, sending demos since two years and no one has heard it. And after four hours, I get a, a, a text back, like an email back from Adam saying that he wants to sign the tracks, like literally like that fast. Uh, no it way. was uh, my mind was blown. I couldn't, uh, I was like, really? Like, uh, like now, you know, uh, and, um, it was really, really nice. Uh, so it was basically again, like demos and sending emails and just trying to get in there with the music and stuff. That's mental. That's mental. Um, Badla Magugu says, uh, if you sent the demos and they got rejected from the ones you wanted to sign with, did you ditch those tracks and make new ones? Um, what happened? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I obviously I sent um, links so I can track if the if they listened or not. If the yeah. if the label didn't listen the tracks and I don't have any any answer, I keep the tracks because nobody listened to it, so there is no rejection. It's just not yeah. an answer because they couldn't get in there. But for sure, when I have any feedback from the label and saying that it's not right for them and they listen to the tracks 
for sure I keep them. Like I have a lot of tracks that I still keep. And I even signed tracks that I kept that got rejected. And I signed, which is basically the tracks that uh, goes well with other labels. Like I believe that every track has its moment. So it's not like just put it aside and the time will come. That's what, what I believe. And I still do that, you know. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, did you say, did you send the same tracks to multiple labels at the same time? No, I didn't. I always try to uh, make a project and because my projects are like sound related. When I'm trying to do an EP, I want to be a pack that is going to tell something and have a, a sound of its own. So in my mind, like I always think that if I'm going to send to a label, I prefer that label to listen first and, mm -hmm. and you know, I have my energy and my, my, my feedback from it. And if it's going to be signed, it's even better because nobody else heard the tracks and it's going to be an exclusive thing. And I just don't want the tracks to be around and trying to like get in there like a lot of labels all the time. So basically that's like my, my approach to it. Like I know people that send to a lot of labels and then sign with one of them, you know, you can you can do both, I think, but that's actually how I approach to demos. Cool. So the new one's out on True Soul. Um, when yeah. tell us about the story behind it. When did it get signed? When did it like? Was it signed pre? pre like it's obviously coming out now. Was it signed pre-pandemic? Mm -hmm. Was it signed in the like? How? Tell us about it. Actually, uh, it was signed like um, not so uh, like back then like I, I did the tracks are new and um, mm -hmm. i believe the first one i did was m81 and um, after that that set the, the tone for the for the for the ep that i wanted to do m81 is like a really um, ambient driven uh, track which i was planning to do an amb ambient track but in the end mm -hmm. i was like let me just put some kicks in there because it sounds, you know. <laughs> and um, and then right after that, I I knew like what kind of sound I wanted to do for the EP, and I wanted to showcase some of, of my my sounds and synths. Um, so it was like that. It was all naturally like one after another. It came like a puzzle, and um, in the end, you know, I sent the demo, and it was signed like just really new like it's not something that i did like really before well that's cool um well we can listen to them so let's have a listen let's jump in hang on let's just yeah, switch sure let's have a listen to these so m81 was the first should we let's start with that then and then we'll, we'll just work through them yeah sure let's play m81 gang
Well, that's me. Well, that's meaty. I love that. That's cool. That's so. Thank you. Goes all waves all over the place. I feel like I've been in the corner shop, round the corner, down the down down to show up and back <laughs> again, man. That's it's great, you, man. Thank you. Big up, man. Um, so so this track um, when I started it, I wanted to make um, ambient driven. So I was not I was not planning to. So we're back writing, right? Um, I was yeah, not good, good. I was not planning to put any drums. Um, I wanted to draw a futuristic vibe, which mm. can like get people drawn into the EP. But once mm. I did that um, that um, that synth bassline, I was like, you know, I could use a kick on this one. And um, <laughs> then basically, in the end, like towards the end of the track, I started to placing the drums and the hi hats and everything. Um, the whole track was like the beginning, you know, just ambient and noises, city noises, um, plenty of stabs and synths going on. So yeah, that's the story of um, M81. People are saying it sounds like it could be in Blade Runner. I've uh, seen that film. <laughs> yeah. I love, also, love the film. Or, also, they're calling for in the chat. So I, so on my streams, we have two sounds. We have the rave horn for, for, for good tracks. And we have, and we have the Hulk. I'm a big Hulk fan, as you can see, the little Hulk. Uh, yeah, we have the we have the Hulk smash for great tracks, and they're asking for this. Hulk! Oh, for yes. M81. Smash! Thank see, you for it. It's come from the chat, man. Yeah. I agree. The Hulk smash Thank on that you. track. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so. so You've also released on Furcoat's Oddity, Pig and Dan's Elevate. Do you feel like you're learning with each release? For example, did, did the artist guide you with the tracks or give you advice? Um, actually, um, I haven't taken any advice like it's like better to do this in this track or better to do that. Like I basically released up to this point every track that I did and I finished and mm -hmm. it got released. So... Um, but yeah, I, I have been learning a lot from new releases. Um, it's really great to have diversity and to know uh, other labels and their bosses and, you know, to cooperate and to see basically like, because I believe that each person uh, and every like team on the, on the labels adds something to the artist too, because everyone has their own way of working, own way of, of PR own way of music styles and everything so yes like definitely after i released on oddity and uh, and on again dance elevate it was like a, a really new experience for me and it added a lot to me actually um so yeah definitely that's good um sh oh here we got some more comments in the chat charcot deep says super sound design on m81 they're all loving that loving that track man thank you thank you so much it's great to hear it so that was the first track you made. Tell us, tell us, um, what was the next? What was the next? How did the next bit work? What was the next track? The next track was um, the next. The next track was, uh, I believe, Void. Yep. Um, I got in quarantine. Uh, in quarantine, quarantine. How do you call it? Quarantine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I had to get in quarantine for because of the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to put my my family on risk, you know, because. Uh, to spread the, the COVID. So I had to go to a hotel and stay there like for 14 days. Um, and basically I did void in my hotel room and I asked my friends to bring some of my equip equipment so I can just work on the hotel room. So, and I was feeling really lonely and uh, I like to do vocoders and I, I, I had to find 
something to say on the vocoder before I start the track. And the first thing that came out, it was um, somebody take me out of this void because I was feeling like in a void, like just mm. empty and nobody was around, couldn't get in touch with people, uh, crazy experience. Um, so basically the first thing I did was to do the vocoder. Uh, mm. I recorded uh, in the hotel and I did the vocoder and then I started to, to make the track. But I also knew that I wanted to be close to M81 uh, to have that futuristic and synthetic metallic vibe. So I started to do the synths first without any melody. I, I, I created the synths. And mm -hmm. from there, I started building up the track, which became Void. And that's how actually it got into the making of the track, actually. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had to isolate at the end of July. Uh, I got COVID and I had to isolate in my living room. And literally, I could go from my living room to the bathroom next door, and that was it. And it is, it's, it's lonely, isn't it? You, you, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, a lonely, yeah. it's a lonely virus. Like, it's not great. Like, I, it's hard work, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think people will, will expect to do something more melodic and more like introspective when you are such in a, uh, lonely ambience but um, I think void just was like some some anger you know towards the towards the the, the loneliness and everything because it's really like has that aggressive vibe on on the track mm. and like it's not like a fast paced track mm. but you can feel the, the 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 aggressiveness of the scenes and, and and everything so I think that's how it became like that you know on the on the on the hotel I room basically. Do you know, I, I totally hear you. Like, I definitely, at one point, I think it was on a Tuesday of my thing, I I did get, I got angry because I couldn't do the shit I needed to do. Like, it was like, I, I wanted to do some, I had to do some stuff for my daughter and I literally, like, I couldn't do it and it was making me so frustrated. And I hear yeah, you, man. Yeah. It, you do get angry with it, don't you, man? It's... And then you're yeah, and then you're just man. being angry and you're being angry with yourself because you can't see anyone. So you're just in a room being angry. And you're just like, <laughs> where can I output yeah, this? Yeah, like, yeah. fuck, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that was the output of Void. Like, um, I rich, literally was outputting like that anger and that um, like because I wanted to do stuff. I was feeling yeah. good, but yeah. I couldn't. So like, I was like, you know, I'm gonna do this track and I'm gonna put like the vocoder in it, you know, and um, hope one day to play in the in the. the in the in the clubs and festivals and everything so that's how how void like came true you know well let's play let's jump back in and let's play void let's go for this uh, uh let's have an angry old void let's go for it Good guy yeah, in the chat, funny. man. That's funny. Some funny <laughs> comments. Thank the, the, you for my the comments. <laughs> my my favorite was it's what Liu Kang and Sub Zero listen to on their same day, on their day <laughs> that's off. That's my favorite. Yeah. That's, uh, that's nice. Also, also seeing Major Carnage blood visuals 
fighting techno. That was how I felt, like in the in the in the room, basically. <laughs> Love that. Everyone's loving that as well. One, big up. Just give me the way, one, one of the one of the comments. Thank you. One of one of the comments was my uncle, which I got electronic music into. He's on the stream too, Sharko. So like, uh, ah, shout out to him. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, wicked. Do your Brazilian roots influence your productions at all? Oh, definitely. Um, I think, um, like, I'm a very percussive, like, I, I like to use a lot of percussion and stabs, even if there is no, like, percussion. I try to use the synths as, like, in void for, for, to create a pace of percussion. So, like, Brazilians, like, we are really uh, into that kind of, uh, like, phase of the, the, the groove, let's say. Yeah. So definitely it's something that, um, you know, I grew up uh, listening to a lot of uh, music in that way. And I think it influenced me to be like more uh, drummy, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Nice. Um, and then what's it like in, what's, you're, you say you're in Turkey. What's it, what's the scene like there now? What's, uh, have you been out, have you been back out gigging? What's? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I just started, I had a long break, uh, obviously, like everyone. And after, after, like, right after I had the break, I got COVID. So um, oh, I had to do, again, another break, uh, even yeah. though the clubs were open and everything. But um, the scene here is just, it started really good. I mean, uh, my first gig after a while here, it was in Turkey. And, like, to feel the energy of the people was amazing. Like, everybody is really hungry for, for, for music. And you can feel that vibe when you go to the club or festival. And um, it's, it started pretty well here. I'm having a lot of festivals co coming up uh, with also big uh, like venues like uh, everywhere in Turkey. But um, it's, there's always that question like when the things are going to be like, like usual. Because mm. there is a lot of rest re restrictions still. Like you need to close the music. Like venues need to close at 12 there are some limits for, for people, PCR testing, um, and still these kind of things are going on. So I cannot say that it's completely normal, but mm -hmm. once you are in the dance floor or once you are in that DJ booth, you can feel really good about it. Like, that's what I can say. That's cool. Um, Skeleton Keys asked, have your releases translated into gigs? Obviously, you've done big releases on big labels. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it gave me a space where I got recognized by mm -hmm. by by most clubs and 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 promoters and everything. Um, I cannot say that fully it was because of my releases, but for sure it it's like I got a huge uh, effect of it in my in my career for sure. That's great. That's really cool. There you go, curtain keys. Um, okay, so the first track was M81. The second track you made was Void. What, there's four on the EP? Four on the EP? Yeah. Uh, which one came next? And we'll play that one afterwards. Um, I think it was Clara. Uh, Clara is, I also, that one I was not planning, like, not plan. I was planning to put drums, but um, mm -hmm. I started with the melody, but I wanted a vocal on it. Once I, I decided that I wanted to do a collab with uh, with uh, like uh, someone, 
uh, I reached out to my friend uh, in, in Berlin, Daniela Sere, and I said, like, look, I have this uh, melody um, and synth. I just basically did the main synth and the melody. And I was like, can you check it out and, and tell me what you feel? And she was like, right on, on the studio. I sent her, she listened and hit me back. She's like, I'm going to write the lyrics and everything and I'm going to send you back. So it was really fast too. And in like oh. one or two hours, I had, I had the vocals uh, on top of the, the, the synth. And I just basically had to EQ and, and just go along with it. And after that, <laughs> uh, the whole track was done. I was like, wow, like this was really a natural collab, like how yeah. I like, you know. Uh, yeah. it was not it was not forced like uh, ah you do this I do that or something like that it was really like hey I have a melody what do you think let me know you know and yeah. um, but I told her like the idea uh, of the track is to be a synthetic romance like a very synthetic futuristic but at the same time I wanted to her, her voice have uh, a feeling to the track because without the vocal the track is really synthetic, and the the natural like uh, sound in the in the in the track is her her voice. So mm. I just wanted her to think about the lyrics and and give that kind of feel to it. And um, mm. I'm really happy that uh, with the result. I mean, uh, really really happy. Cool. That sounds mad. I, that's mad. That it came about so quick. Was that because you because everyone was locked down and it was just like. I believe so. I believe so. I mean, uh, I mean, it also depends. Like sometimes you send an idea to someone and maybe they are not feeling the vibe, you know, like uh, I think it's about the moment and, and the connection and the vibe that you feel with, with the artist. Um, sometimes like uh, I, I send or someone sends me something and to, to see what like uh, I, I have to say to it. But sometimes you're just not in the right in the right moment to listen to that, you know. And what happened with Clara was like me and uh, and Daniela, uh, we were in the in the right moment uh, for for the track. So she just felt and wrote the lyrics because sometimes even for for artists who write lyrics and and, and sing in the songs, it's first. Oh, come on! Uh, that's not the case with uh, Clara. Cool. Well, let's let's jump in and listen to it. dude wow dude that was amazing thank you that was sounding yeah, cool yeah I love this track too um you uh, so I whilst we were off the, off, the, off the chat I asked him who Clara was um and it was so interesting I'll, I'll get you to tell the, tell everyone um Clara is actually uh, a name of a movie uh, which it's like a, it's not a famous movie but uh, it's um, a sci-fi romantic uh, movie which I was really feeling at the time mm. when I was doing it and I wanted to name it because it really went well with, with the idea of synthetic sounds and the girl's voice and all that mixture you know so actually 
Clara is like no one. It's just like a movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Someone in the chat said, oh, uh, Skellenke said, I swear if I could do some awesome film soundtracks. Thank you. Actually, <laughs> I, I studied I studied uh, sound design, cinema, and um, communication in university. So it has it adds a lot in my work too. That's really cool. Would you recommend others doing that? Hang on, let me just go back to the screen. Um, def- definitely, definitely. I think um, what it added to me in in like through my sound design is that I'm able to watch something or think of an image and ambience and basically just work a sound for that. So that's what we were doing in the university. They were giving us blank uh, videos uh, yeah. and, and images. So we, we had to design some ambience for, for, for it. So I think it, it adds a lot to, to the, in terms of sound designing and imagining a feeling and trying to um, create that for the audience. I think it's, it's, it's really good. A question in the chat. Are you going to do a collab with your uncle? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I, uh, I've been telling him like since I don't know when to do a collab, but he's the busy one. <laughs> you guys need to tell him to collab. <laughs> there you go. Get in the collab. We want to hear it. Um, someone else said, so I, my, my, so this is my shed in my garden. My shed in my garden has been provided, has got sound provided by Adam Audio. I know what they were saying that we should get these on the Adams on, uh, get this, I bet it's going to sound amazing on my Adam Audio speakers on Friday on, on our new music Friday show. So we'll test them on Friday for sure. Oh, nice, hear them on the, nice. Let hear me know how speakers. it goes. Let me know hear how it goes. This, yeah, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sharkot Deep says, great idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's up for the collab, apparently. Um, what advice do you give to, to new artists who are, trying, who are making music but struggling to get noticed by labels oh, that's a tough question because um, I don't think there is like a certain way to do it Like mm. I, I strongly believe that um, there is like no uh, right or wrong or like this track and that track to go so I would really, my, my, my recommendation would be to know the sound that they want to make and to like, to know what they like to do uh, mm-hmm. as a sound and go for it. Just like to don't overthink like, ah, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I send to this label? Ah, oh, but this label rejected it. So I will release on this one. Like just be true for what you want. And I believe that as long as they keep going like that, I mean, there is room for everyone. I mean, um, that's how I, I would approach this. Okay, so the final track on the EP is called Somewhere. Somewhere. Tell me about Somewhere. Uh, Somewhere was also like the, it's the leading, the name of the, of, the, of the EP. It was the last one I did. Actually, Somewhere was a melody that I did back in the day, like the one, the synth melody. Dun, 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 dun. Um, and I kept it, the melody. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is cool, but like back in the day, but this is not what uh, I'm going to do now because I had other projects that I was going to work, but I definitely was going for that melody. And after a while, I kept the, the notes and I was like, Oh yeah, I had that that uh, melody that I wrote, and uh, I can go with that. You know, let me give, just give it a try. And basically, I went back and I checked the, the 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 notes and the melody, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I can do, I can work with that. You know, 
and um, I did the whole track. Uh, I did like the whole track with that melody, and then I was like, now I need a contrast to to, to it so that I can make a really um, contrast break. And then I put the synth on top. It's a really off tune, the tune synth on on the break, which gives you the feeling like uh, like what is going on, like where did synth come from, you know? And that's basically uh, where somewhere came. And I like, as I always mentioned, like I like to do vocoders a lot with my own voice, by the way. And um, I recorded uh, somewhere in the in the, in the middle of the track because <laughs> the the because the the melody was somewhere, you know. Like I put the melody somewhere and I bring it back, so it was like somewhere, you know. Uh, I yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, this this is the track. Sick. Well, let's let's jump in and play this one. That was mental. Uh, another some more great comments for you. Like, uh, what was that one that said? It said, uh, it said, here we go. Judge Dredd's going to bust some heads. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I saw that one. Nice Wicked, one. man. That EP is so sick. So congratulations. Uh, let's Thank give him the right one again, man. Thank you. Really happy with it. I bet. Um, and what's next for you? What's, what have you got coming up? Anything cool? Uh, yeah, I have some, I have some, some things up my sleeve, but uh, I cannot, uh, you know, give it away <laughs> just yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a, I have a remix coming up. I can't name the, the artist yet. It's a really like um, project that nice. we have been working on. It's gonna be my first remix. I mean, it's not my first remix that I did, but it's my, it's gonna be my first remix release like that I yeah. did. Um, so that's a really interesting one that will will come up, I think, in December. Not 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 that sure yet, but um, also have another project that I've been working on since like two months. I work like all the time, basically, like in multiple, <laughs> multiple projects and, and <laughs> ideas. So yeah, I believe there will come some some new stuff, but just not yet. Just I cannot just name it yet. Um, someone in the chat, Skeleton Keys asked, can Fred give us a clue to his favorite synths? Favorite synths? Um, definitely ARP Odyssey. Um, it's great to come up with, with the melodies um, and it really helps for, for the, the creation in the beginning. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of the Minilog. I mean, uh, you can do a lot with, 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 with the Minilog. Um, also Casio. The old um, CZ, also a really nice one. I mean, um, I don't like to name brands. I believe that um, everyone has its own way to work and everyone has a setup they will feel comfortable with. So I just don't want to name brands and like tell people to like go buy this one because you're going to make the best track in the world or like mm -hmm. go for this one because 
this one is better than that one. Like, um, it's just not my 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 go for it thing, you know. That's cool. Thank you. Wicked. Uh, we're there, Philip. Five o'clock. Five hours of streaming. Whoa, flipping yeah. out. Wicked. Thank you so much for joining us thank today. You for uh, thank you for your thank you for your time. Uh, good luck with the EP. Uh, we will play it on New Music Friday on Friday. Um, on my Friday stream as well. So we'll give it another blast on Friday for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was so nice to be here, and thank you for the the space and and of your time. And I hope. Everybody enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it was good fun, man. Good to see you. Um, we haven't got like, five producers. We we're running out of time. So, yeah, too late. Uh, oh, they're, actually, they're asking if you can come back and do a sound designed uh, stream with us because they're, they're all into your sound design. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Well, I will do, we'll that. do that. Which, which track? <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's, I'll message you and we'll, we'll, we'll try and work it out. It'll be cool. Okay, okay, okay. Thank We'd you. We'd love to have Thank you, you back, so man. much. Be cool. I would love to be back too. Thank you. We're kids. Thank you.